Tim Lundy, it's a Thursday night. We have you back, although not in studio. You are out and about. How are things? Oh, they're good. I'm a little bit sore, I've got to be honest, because I did my first big proper hike today. Mm-hmm. In um, this weather? Yeah. In this weather, yes. Why, why would you do that, Tim Lundy? <laughs> I'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll we'll get to talk. We I want to talk about the the news and safety and things before we mm. we get to all the juicy stuff. Well, well, of course, you always start your segment here with a little bit of a of a, a safety and rescue recap. Um, have people been staying indoors? Have people been adhering still to lockdown regulations with some minimal exercise, or have you been quite busy in in rescue operations? No, look, rescue is definitely very quiet, which is a good thing. That's always a good thing. Um, we don't particularly want to go out, but if we have to, we must. So the less rescues, the better. It just means that everyone is safe on the mountains, which is what we want. Mm. Um, but COVID news is that Lion's Head now, remember we spoke last week about, I suggested that maybe Lion's Head and Clutter Clip should be closed. Mm. And Lion's Head has now been closed. I think they've now realized that, the problem with Lion's Head with that route is that it is a very narrow path and it's a one-way. Mm. Well, it's, a, it's a dual way, but it it's, should be a one-way because it's just so narrow. So people are forced to... That social distancing doesn't exist. You, mm. you can't help it. And so people are bumping past each other, pushing past, using the same ladders, which are metal, um, chains. So they're sharing all of that stuff, and that's just COVID-19... Mm. You know, can it spread quite easily on that? And, and especially last week was actually a, a very lovely weekend. Um, and of course, you can have lots of people absolutely just uh, just running to the mountain, particularly exactly. Lions Head. I I took a drive on Sunday morning to Blauberg Beachfront. I totally forgot it was would have been the first the first weekend in which full exercise would have been allowed from six in the morning till five in the afternoon. And I totally forgot about that and actually turned around on Blauberg Beachfront and said, actually, I couldn't uh, see myself walking there with so, so many people. Um, But uh, we hope that the people get the the message real soon. But I I really don't want to get stuck into, into hiking in this weather. Where were you today? So, you know, we've got snow on the mountains and everyone can see it because it's freezing cold. Mm. And um, by Saturday, uh, this past past weekend, um, I started tracking the weather and, and seeing what was happening and started talking to Snow Report. And basically, I wanted to go on Wednesday, but then realized it would be a bit premature. The snow wouldn't have been where we wanted it to be just yet. Mm. So we planned... Um, for today and I took four people with me and we kept our social distance and all of that um, yeah and we, we went up uh, Montrachel which is above Franchuk I've, I've seen some, some some photographs coming through of the Matrosberg being quite a, uh, carpeted in a nice layer of snow there over the last uh, few days how was it looking up there in Franchuk? Well, so while we were driving in, you know, it's always a little bit tense for me because now I'm kind of hoping that there's going to be snow. There's never any guarantee that there's going to be snow, and you're kind of hoping that the clouds are going to lift and there's going to be this nice white blanket. And sure enough, um, from the N1, we could see that a lot of the mountains, the snow had come right down much lower than what I was expecting. Mm. 
Um, so that was great news that that uh, we were going. We weren't going to be wasting our time and just going into freezing conditions. But we were actually going to get to see the snow and, and play in the snow. I, I've told you this before. Snow is the biggest con there is because as a South African boy who sees snow on TV, there's one thing that they don't tell you about snow and that it's wet. <laughs> you, you only realize much later once you first ex- are exposed to it that snow is actually wet and it's not really fun to be playing around in it. It is fun to play around, not for very long, I've got to tell you, because it does eventually melt and it does make you very wet. But it's all part of the fun, it's all mm. part of the experience. And um, no, it was great, great fun being out there today and, and experiencing it and having three people who uh, some hadn't actually experienced falling snow before and others hadn't experienced snow that close up mm. in Cape Town. Um, does this does this add another level of expertise? Um, if if you want to be, you know, doing hikes and in in on areas where, where, where that is carpeted with snow, do you have to have some absolutely. sort of level of of experience? Um, that kind of experience, you've got to have the mountain experience to, to prepare for something like that. Mm. So my preparation, as I said, started already on Saturday. And, and sort of tracking what the weather pattern was doing, you know, because it keeps on changing. You know, it's going to arrive at 2 o'clock and it's going to arrive at 3 o'clock and then it's 100 millimeters and it's 140 millimeters. So it, it keeps moving around and, and you've got to learn how to sort of nail it down and, and realize when it's going to arrive and where it's going to arrive yeah. and if you're going to go into the mountains, are you going to find it? Yeah. And of, and of course, you need someone with some experience to not only show you and and show you the ropes, but also to pull you back when you when you need to be pulled back. Because just from my experience, when we would travel, for example, to Sirius, and we'd see some snow on some you know mountain peak somewhere, and we would want to chase it, and we would want to go there. And sometimes, if I can, if my memory serves, we, we have found ourselves in, in tricky situations, like just in the car alone. Uh, so it's also important, you know, not to be chasing it and just throwing all caution to the wind. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, that 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 is a definite. Um, again, with the preparation of side of things, I when I do select the people that come with me, um, and I ask them certain questions as to how fit are they, um, have they hiked in snow before, kind of get a feeling about who can manage. Because when things go wrong in bad weather, it's one thing. When it goes wrong in snow, it's a totally different kind of and You need to have the right kind of game. And I had a sleeping bag with us today. I had um, a, a, a stove, you know, just... Was that his precaution? cold. It's a precaution in terms of if it gets too cold and we then need to stay where we are, that we can at least boil water and, and keep warm from the heat from the fire. Because when you're up there, it is you are kind of isolated. But, you know, any mountain that you go onto, as long as you take precautions and you're prepared for it, then it's actually, you reduce the risk factor by a huge amount. So we went out there with a lot of planning, a lot of, uh, checking of the weather and, and making sure that all the T's are crossed and all the I's are dotted um, before you set off. Um, we bought our permits and we went out and again checked the weather, looked behind us because the weather was coming from Cape Town into Farnsworth. 
and seeing what was, what was about to hit us. And we pretty much got wet the whole way up. It rained most of the time, so it was on our backs and on our backpacks. And I mean, just packing a backpack, you've got to line everything inside. Everything's got to be waterproof and, and sealed off. Uh, from the sleeping bag up to my big camera that I had um, to spare clothing. I had three sets of gloves, of which I used all three sets <laughs> because it just, as you say, snow melts and it gets wet and it's, it eventually ruins everything. But um, the most important thing is when you're out there is monitoring other people and monitoring yourself and making sure that everybody is safe at all times um, as you progress. So one of the things we did today, and I said to the group, the, the target is not to go to the top of the mountain. It is purely to go and find the snow. Once we find the snow, we stop. We can play in the snow for however long until eventually after 10 minutes, I couldn't feel both my hands. <laughs> and then I said, right, time to A, change my clothes because now everything is wet and we've been standing for a while, so your body temperature starts to fall. Changed out, new jacket, new rain jacket, um, new beanie, new gloves. And then we set off back down the mountain after we'd had something to eat, some hot coffee, and yeah, all check each other and, and keep going. Thursday night is when we talk to Tim Lundy, our resident hiking expert. He's back with us from about 8.30 in the evening. So if you have any comments or questions regarding hiking in and around the Western Cape, give us a call 021-446-0567 or drop me, uh, drop me a WhatsApp on 072-567-1567. Uh, hiking is, is, is allowed under level three of lockdown, uh, uh, Tim, but yeah. Are, 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 are national parks or, um, or, or, um, or Cape Nature, you know, stopping people, asking them, are you fit and able-bodied and more importantly experienced to climb or hike up here if there is snow on, uh, um, you know, on top of a peak somewhere? Because obviously you don't want the experience sort of once in a blue moon hikers to go up there and, and maybe causing, you know, an emergency situation. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, one thing I will say that if you do want to go out into the snow, go with somebody that has got experience with walking in snow and experienced enough to know what needs to be packed. Have a plan of an emergency plan to to get out of there, Um, a map um, for everybody. I had a map for everybody this morning showing the exact route of where we were going and how we were going to get out. The, the biggest challenge that I found with this and with walking in snow in general, even when I was on uh, Ben Nevis last year in Scotland, is that when you're walking on a path and it starts snowing, that path after 10, 15 minutes actually starts to fill up the snow mm. and disappears. And that can be quite a, quite a problem because now you turn around, you want to go back down, and you can't find where the path is. Mm. And we had quite a lot of heavy uh, downpour of snow. I don't know what you, what, you call it. Uh, a downpour, but a flurry of snow. <laughs> Tim, joining us is uh, Richard Lassier. He is of Snow Report uh, Essay, and I think it ties in nicely with uh, yes. you talking about hiking in the snow. Richard, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Lyston. Hi, Tim. Um, nice Hi. to be with you guys tonight. I see yeah. it's been quite busy in the in the Matro- in the Matrosburg and Sutherland areas over the last twenty four hours, hasn't it, Richard? Um, yeah, not just Matrosburg and Sutherland. Um, pretty much all the peaks have had quite a lot of snow. 
uh, right up to Lesotho, uh, the Eastern Cape. Um, we had a little bit around Grafrenet, but mainly the Western Cape and, and Sutherland has had the most snow for the mm. last day, and we're still expecting more tonight. Um, it's we're still under level three. People are allowed to go hiking. I don't know if that extends on people uh, allowed to go watching or to go to go look at snow from their cars, as you know, as we did as kids. What, what are you seeing, and what are, what are you advising people, you know, uh, who want to go out and, and see some snow, Richard? Um, well, we certainly, as always, when we put out our forecast maps, which we put out well in advance. And then leading up, we, we're very clear on all of those forecasts about sticking to the regulations, etc. We think it's obviously quite important to be careful. But, you know, we, we've been sent quite a lot of photos and videos today, as always. And I must be honest, everybody looks like they're very far away from everybody else mm. in, in everything we're being sent. And I think, you know, people are just being... Very careful, anyway, with with uh, what's going on at the moment. Uh, Richard, I'm I'm seeing a lot of debate on on social media groups, and my dad said me this earlier. My dad lives in the retreat area, and it, uh, there was he walked outside, and there was a blanket of white on the ground. He is certain that it may have snowed. He said he didn't hear anything hard enough to be classified as hail fall on his roof. He didn't hear anything. What makes snow, snow, hail, hail, and how is that different from everything in between? Just to raise, to, to lay some of this, uh, this debate to rest. Okay, well, you obviously get snow and you get hail and you get ice pellets and you get sleet and everything in between. And um, hail tends to make a noise. Mm. Um, but something like ice pellets uh, is a whole lot quieter. But make no mistake, the snow's come down very low um, at this time. I mean, we, we had snow yesterday at 900 meters, mm. um, and we saw that on our cameras, and we, we got that from uh, somebody we were speaking to. But the snow can come all the way down, you know. It really can come all the way down. We often find in parts of the countries we'll get snow at 1,000 meters lower than what the forecast data says. Mm. And that can certainly happen. I have had snowflakes falling in the middle of Cape Town at three o'clock in, uh, in the morning on a film set in the middle of winter. Yeah. It was absolutely freezing. There were a whole lot of us. And we started seeing snow falling around us. And certainly there have been plenty of reports. There's uh, a lot of older, um, older footage, uh, you know, photos of the snow coming way, way mm. down Table Mountain. So, you know, things can happen, pockets of air, all sorts of stuff. Um, you can get snow anywhere, but quite mm. often it, it might be ice pellets that people are seeing. Richard Lesserve, he's spokesperson for Snow Report. SA, thanks so much for joining us. Tim, what do people do if, you know, they decide uh, over this weekend they want to go hiking, maybe um, some of the mountainous areas around the Table Mountain range, and they see some ice falling down or from, or even if it's hail is that a cue for you to turn around this hike is over if you haven't prepared properly absolutely i think if you're not prepared for it don't try it um one of the things we experienced today and i must say that when you experience snow in the city versus snow in the mountains it's mm. quite a different experience because you're walking towards the snow so you're having to physically do a lot of exercise before you've even got to it. Mm. Um, and once you do, it, it starts off with like a tiny little patch of snow here, a tiny patch there, 
And as you climb, it just gets colder and colder and colder. And then it starts snowing on top of you and the path. You know, your challenges as you're going every 100 meters start to change. Mm. And you need to be prepared for that. And I think one of the things we did today is we got to a section where it wasn't particularly a huge amount of snow, but it was enough for us to say that that was what we'd gone there for. Mm. We'd, we'd ser- it served the purpose. It was much thicker snow higher up. But what I'd said to the others, and they agreed with me, was that the worry is that w- while we were there, it was snowing, and then now we hike further in, and that snow behind us now falls in the pass and, and closes up wow. behind us. And you end up then turning around and actually losing your way as you go. Um, we weren't going to risk it, even though we did have a tracker on us so that we, we could retrace our steps. But it's just not worth it. You know, we'd, we'd gone there, we'd seen things after 10 minutes. Um, I reckon it was probably minus three, minus four wow. degrees where we were. And I mean, when we started, it was three degrees. So it was, we climbed probably from 600 meters, we climbed up to about 1,350 meters. Mm. So it's, a, it's proper, you know, it's, it's kind of like a table mountain that we'd, we'd tackled. And, 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 and you said you only stayed there for, t- for 10 minutes? For 10 minutes, because then you're, because you've now, and again, this goes with when you get out your car and you go and walk away, your body temperature is not that bad. When you've now been exercising, your body's building up a huge amount of energy and heat. And as soon as you stop moving, that heat just starts disappearing and that cold temperature starts coming in. And it, you, you feel your body temperature dropping quite, quite drastically. Mm. Um, to the point where after 10 minutes, I literally couldn't feel my fingertips anymore. You know, where it starts burning, it's sore. Mm. And um, the others were already ready to go. They were like, we, we, we've, you know, we've accomplished what we came here for. We've thrown snowballs and we've had lots of fun. We've had a cup of coffee and something to eat. And we've got all the pictures we need. Uh, it's time to get off the mountain. And let's and get out of Dodge. But Tim, if people want to get hold of you and maybe organize a hike, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, so they can get me on Facebook, which is Tim um, or Cape Town Hiking with Tim Nundy. Um, they can get hold of me on Twitter, which is at Hiking Cape Town, or Instagram, which is Cape Town Hiking. Um, or they can email me, which is Tim at Cape Town Hiking. And Tim Lundy, he's back with us next week to talk about some hiking in and around Cape Town and the Western Cape.